Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Our second reading of Holy Scripture this morning comes to us from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10, verses 35 to 45, which again you can find in your pew Bible uh, or in the bulletin. Let us hear now our second reading of Holy Scripture. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him, Jesus, and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And Jesus said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in glory. But Jesus said to them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, we are able. Then Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink, and the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom glory, for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, the other disciples, they became angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers, lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. The past couple days, believe it or not, that I even made it up to the pulpit this Sunday, I spent with a group of high school students who signed up for a retreat at uh, Camp Johnsonburg, a Presbyterian camp. I, I often... Uh, help volunteer at. But I was at this retreat with high school students as they explored the relationship between their faith and social or contemporary issues that they felt were necessary for us to address in their daily lives and their corporate lives. I'm not talking about corporate in the sense of the business world or the structure that we seem to value in terms of getting ahead of one another by any means necessary. No, I'm talking about corporate in the way that we are called to value our community, how we are called to value one another over everything else. It goes against the values of getting ahead for the purpose of being able to say that you're number one, or that you have more power than someone else, which seems to have permeated 
our very being. That that is what has been ingrained into us to say that the only way you make it or are successful in this world is if you climb to the top. To this day, Jesus is still trying to drill that message into our stubborn hearts. As we see that Jesus still had to try and have this conversation with the disciples all so many years ago. For whatever reason, when I read this passage about people trying to get ahead of others for the sake of just feeling important, or I don't know why people try and get ahead for one reason or another, my mind immediately jumps to that Bob Dylan song where he sings uh, this part from Scripture that the first ones now will later be last. Now, I don't think any of the high school students at this retreat would have known who Bob Dylan was. (laughs) Still, the things we talked about over these past couple days uh, were certainly enlightening as we reflected on similar themes as we find in our reading for today. What I found most intriguing is that they weren't afraid to call me out if they felt I wasn't being direct or candid or putting it out there just straightforward (laughs) in talking about the ways Jesus calls us to address the concerns of our community, and our created world. I find it amusing because someone in my vocation, or even for all of us who are gathered here this morning as adults, we've gotten used to couching the language we use. We've gotten used to carefully crafting every word we say, or maybe we don't spend much time crafting which words we say in order to sound diplomatic or to avoid actually trying to get at what we're trying to get at, which does often lead to misunderstanding and confusion. What I found refreshing is that these youths didn't care about how I formed the words I used. All they cared about was whether or not, all they cared about was the fact that they did not see the church or fellow Christians caring about the sense of urgency of things that they felt passionate about in terms of how we care for one another, how we care for creation. And it really was a refreshing experience. I wasn't angry or I wasn't disappointed when they said, hey, just say what you mean to say. (laughs) I found that it was a humbling experience. Humbling because I was confronted by the subtle biases that I myself harbored towards Gen Z or those of a younger generation. Part of me assumed they weren't willing to set aside their phones long enough to have a deep or meaningful or important enough conversation. Part of me assumed that they didn't get sacrifice or they didn't get what it meant to put hard work into something. Part of me assumed And don't we all make assumptions about people? And that's where things go wrong. (laughs) Because these youth who signed up for this retreat did understand sacrifice. They understood the importance of having real and authentic connections with one another to set aside their phones. They understood selfless love. What they couldn't comprehend is why people would spend so much time, so much energy, trying to jockey for 
a better position in life or a better slot in life, however you want to say it. To say, just to say that they were first or the most important. What they couldn't understand was why people are still fighting about the various things that James and John were trying to do in our reading for today. Speaking about selfless love, how we are called to be an embodiment of God's selfless love, we arrive at the portion of Scripture that's also relevant for us today, where we talk about baptism as a sacrament, as a physical sign of the selfless love of God. This question about what it means to have a selfless outpouring of oneself is posed to me, posed to everyone, really, in the church. The question of whether or not we really understand what it means to be a part of the baptism of Jesus Christ. Do we really get what it means to drink from the same cup Jesus drinks from? Do we know what it means to be baptized with Christ? As we consider the sacrament of baptism we will soon celebrate, there is a reminder that faith is much more than a philosophical practice. That there's a price to be paid. There's a cost, an expending of energy, of time, of resources. A price that is ultimately life-giving, even though it goes against popular culture. Values that our culture that, uh, says that are important. This outpouring of faith in our joining of baptism, we are reminded that we are called to express hospitality without expecting anything in return, welcoming of anyone regardless of their background, placing creation care over short-term gains, and leading from a place of humility instead of power. In our baptism liturgy today, we will use these words. That in baptism, God claims us and seals us to show us that we belong to God. That God frees us from sin and death, uniting us with Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection. The baptism we celebrate today, the baptism we hear about in our scripture reading, is a reminder that as we prepare to celebrate this sacrament of baptism, we too have been called to participate in a life of sacrificial love. And sometimes that sacrifice comes at a high cost, such as Jesus willing to go to the grave for the entirety of creation. Sometimes, though, that cost is little or might seem little to us, but to someone else who is on the receiving end, it might mean the world. And it might have a larger impact than we expected. Jesus was the living embodiment of sacrificial love. It modeled for us the importance of care for a broader, and modeled for us the importance of care for the broader community. That in Jesus' own words, he reminds us, saying, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. May we be inspired by the Holy Spirit to see how acts of service, both big and small, can change 
the world beneath our very feet. May we remember and reconnect with the promises made at our own baptism when it was proclaimed that we were sealed in the love of God and that nothing in life or nothing in death could separate us from the love of God. Let the waters of baptism continually renew and refresh our spirits to the new ways in which we can respond proactively as people of faith to a world that is weary and hurting and tired as much as we are, instead of getting caught up in self-inflated importance or egos. And friends, let the waters of baptism, the waters that baptize Jesus as we hear this morning and the waters of baptism we will soon witness, may they continue to give us hope as we welcome new members to the table God has prepared. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.